Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sands Pants Radio, sponsored by the delicious taste of petroleum jelly. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie Maintenance. I'm Kath. I'm Gabe. I'm Damien. And some award seasons just need discussing. Fucking motherfucker. Can I We're go going again? with it. No, you said one take. You this is all you get. <laughs> you get one. <laughs> you some said award. one. Fine. I'll live with it. Kath, this is your area of expertise, so take us away. What are your opinions? Well, I would like to start... <laughs> For taking you on a little journey. Oh, okay, it's story time. I was born on a summer's day. No, I'm kidding. I love award shows, but what I love about them, apart from, I mean, I love all the, you know, the dresses and all the glamour and all the, you know, the fun of it all. I love turning into like a, you know, Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind okay. and trying to guess who's going to win, especially in the categories where it's like there's surprise wins. Yeah. And every year I put predictions on June, July, and I put one prediction that I think is crazy and I put, I put money on it. So you, you purposely a, choose a surprise win? I choose a movie. So I'll give you a few examples of ones that I've All done right. successfully because I'm not going to talk about the ones I didn't do successfully. <laughs> I... Picked Moonlight last year okay. because I read a review and I hadn't seen it, guys. Keep in mind, this is all me just like Googling stuff after Sundance, after Cannes. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I picked Moonlight because I read a review that was like, oh, this is the film that should win, but it'll never win because it's too little. There's not enough star power. It's right. too small. And I knew that there was this monster La La Land coming out that everyone was kind of gearing up, that the studios were putting out signals that they had a lot of energy behind it and I also knew that Birth of a Nation was at this point was belly flopping because of the Nate Parker stuff and I don't know I can't quite explain it but I just kind of saw this kind of turn and I was like I reckon Moonlight's going to edge in at the last minute because people are going to get sick of a movie about actors being sad. Yeah. Which they did because it's fucking <laughs> sad. Anyway, yeah, and I picked that and I picked Brie Larson in the room, which, which you know, wasn't a surprise towards the end yeah. of the race, but certainly in June, July, it wasn't. People were saying, oh, she's great, but it yeah. wasn't a lock. Um, so when you say you're beautiful minded, do you like see it? In like in the sky, floating above you, you see like figures and numbers and <laughs> no. actors' names and shit like that, just scrolling across. I wish I had like a wall of like pictures <laughs> yeah. and string and like. I, I wish you got proper crazy about this. I want I, you to be like obsessed. I want to walk into your bedroom and be like, Kathy, what's happening? I've lost the plot. It's clean in here. And I'm just, <laughs> like just so obsessed. Rocking with back and forth. Yeah, no, I don't do that, but I do. I do get a little obsessive, but I always do it June, July. By this time of year, I, I'm bored because I've already. I feel like I figured out. That being said, I've do you feel it. like you've already watched the awards show because you've figured out all Certainly the Certainly by the Oscars, yeah. the Globes are always a little bit exciting. Yeah. By the Oscars, I'm like, oh, I'm so bored. I, I did, um, admittedly, I, I picked Denzel Washington. 
I'd pick Moonlight and Denzel Washington were my two yeah, putting yeah. money on it picks. I'm really in debt. I have a problem with gambling. <laughs> no, I, I gamble once a year at the Oscars and I've, I've done pretty well so far. Yeah. Do you, I generally, like, can you, can you just do this online? I've never actually gambled yeah, on the Oscars on before. Okay. I was kind of hoping you had, like, some sleazy use, bookie or something. Uh, use my name and I'll get uh, a, I'll probably right. get some free money. Yeah, yeah send me those links. Yeah, no, but this year I actually didn't put any money on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I just didn't feel like it this year and it does kind of feel like with every category except for this picture everything's a lock so that's kind of my yeah. overall feelings about the oscars so for the so what we're thinking in this case and we'll get around to best picture in a sec yes. is that basically france mcdormand is pretty much a lock for best actress france mcdormand's a lock and yep. i've looked at the odds as well and the bookies are actually pretty switched on possibly reading my diary to get yep. their ideas yeah um, oldman gary oldman's uh, according yeah. to the bookies, he's the strongest lock. He's a dollar seven on Sportsbet, and that's pretty strong at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So Gary Oldman, Alison Janney, Sam Rockwell, and uh, Francis McDormand. Yeah. Oh, Alison Janney for I Tonya and yeah, yeah. Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. Those three are a lock. Uh, I can't say his name. I'm going to butcher it. But Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, he's not a lock, but he's pretty much a lock for best yeah. director. Which brings me to best picture. And it's very, it's kind of rare for the odds to be this kind of, because I think I looked it up just before, the odds, three billboards is certainly the lead, but it's very so close. what are the pictures that have been nominated for Best Picture? Uh, I will give you the Best Picture list, because there's a lot to chew on here. Three billboards is, uh, outside of Ebbing, Missouri, is on $1.91, which is very high. I think last year it was quite high as well, because mm. Moonlight was kind of edging in. And then The Shape of Water at 220. So of all the ma- those five major categories, the four actors and the and best picture, that's the closest any two odds are for, for top, I mean. But right. going through the wretch, just so I know who all the nominees are. because So I we've got three billboards, Shape of Water, Lady Bird, Get Out, Dunkirk, The Post, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Phantom Fred. We'll get on to kind of who was snubbed there and what the surprises are. But just discussing right. who do we think is going to win. The biggest thing for me in looking at this is that three billboards I had thought previously from my beautiful minding this shit was mm-hmm. was a lock for best picture was not nominated for best director and that is actually I don't know if that's ever happened before that that a film has won best picture and the best and the director of that film hasn't even been nominated for best director no, um, it may have happened once but it's very well, rare it was funny because um because Carney actually messaged me the other night and was like oh your boy Martin got snubbed yeah. and I was like I'd already looked at the Oscar nominations mm. but like I obviously hadn't looked at them too closely because I think in my head it was just like, oh, Martin McDonald will be nominated for Best Director. Right. And I didn't even, like, when I read through the list, I didn't even pay any attention to the fact that he wasn't there. I just yeah. assumed he was. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Because what? <laughs> it's an outrage. Of, yeah, it's kind of been known that Del Toro will win, well, let's be real, is somewhat of a career Oscar, not necessarily. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. For, for Shape of Water. But for Martin to not be, <laughs> Martin, and, my good friend, um, to be not be Martin. nominated at all is interesting. And Bill Watts yeah. is well directed, but I wouldn't go as far as to say like it's an exemplary. Like Shape of Water was better directed than Bill Watts. Sure, you're right. happy I think Bill Watts is the better film. Yeah. But I think Shape of Water, in terms of like, you know, showy, exciting, kind of captivating direction with like a very clear visual style to it, was way ahead. So if, th- if those are two front runners, I mean, it's weird because I haven't seen all of the films nominated. I think watched Shape of Water the other night and I really liked it. A woman fucks a fish man and that's yeah, great. It's great. But Artistic. like as a film, I think the way I describe Shape of Water is that it's a true grit. Yeah. In that it's a film that I have seen before. I have seen everything about it before. There is nothing particularly exciting or new about any of the characters. Everything about it is essentially an element from something else we've seen done elsewhere mm. often time and time again. However, 
every element is done really well. Yeah. It's not mm. a perfect film. There are some flaws. There are some plot holes and some issues and everything. But it's a very enjoyable film to watch because you watch it and it's just got a veneer of sheer competence. Would you right. say Where it's on every his... level, everyone is operating really well. No, Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> I yeah. love that I didn't. You knew yeah, what I was no, going to <laughs> No, no, Pan's That's Labyrinth great. is a better film. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed The Shape of Water. I thought it was a really good, enjoyable, sweet-natured movie that, of course, had the requisite Guillermo del Toro fucked up Yeah. Man rips off his own fingers. It's great. But yeah, like I got to the end and I thought, you know, I don't like, it's a very good film. It'll probably be a very well-regarded film, but mm. it's not a best picture film. Mm. But you do think it is the best director film? Yeah, I think it's the, the best direction film. was pretty I great. I think the direction is probably well, the best part, but like, I think yeah. everything, everything about it is excellent. But if I had to point to one element that was really exemplary and really stood out, mm. it would be the direction. Yeah. Or maybe the cinematography, I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah. But, I think the two things kind of apart and parcel because the director sort of guides that a bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Would you say if it won Best Picture, would you be, how would you feel? Look, I'm not, I mean, I'm not somebody who really puts much stock in the Oscars. And the truth is, like, Mm. I I, I love Three Billboards. Don't get me wrong. I really, really love Three Billboards. I was really impressed by, you know, I actually, even though he's literally my favorite writer, I actually do find Martin McDonough quite hit and miss. Mm -hmm. I think when he hits, it's fucking amazing. But when he misses, it's Seven Psychopaths. Yeah, also, like, in his theatre work as well, like, his, his best plays are amazing. Like, they're just brilliant, brilliant pieces of work. But his plays that aren't good are just not great. They feel self-indulgent. They feel kind of all over the place. They feel kind of undisciplined, much like Seven Psychopaths. His most recent play, Hangman, I read and I thought was fine. Might be better if you see it on stage, but I also mm. feel like a good stage play stands out and reading the script anyway. Um, his last film before that was Seven Psychopaths. Yeah. And his last play before that was A Handing in Spokane, none of which were top-notch Madonna. Like, I've kind of felt like he's either been coasting or actively bad for a few years now, pretty much since In Bruges. Mm-hmm. So th- when the, I saw the trailer for Three Billboards, my my hope was not, oh, this is going to be the best one of the year. My hope was, is this going to be a return to form for Martin McDonough? And it unquestionably was. It was a really, really excellent, really, really well-made film that I love. And it's probably my favourite film of last year. But I don't have the same passion for it as I do for something like In Bruges. I don't think it's absolutely impeccable like his best work right. is absolutely impeccable. Yeah. And that said, I mean, that's like, that's like saying, oh, Michelangelo did like an amazing fresco, but it wasn't right. quite the Sistine Chapel. Did yeah. Michelangelo do the Sistine Chapel? Did I get that right? Yeah, 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 yeah you got it. Yes, yeah. I know history <laughs> and art. Um, so no, I, that's, a, that's a long-winded way of saying like, I probably want Three Billboards to win less because I watch and I think, fuck, it's so deserving, mm. more because I've been a fan of this guy's work for so long yeah. that I'd be like, yeah, I think In Bruges is a better film, but this is probably more in Oscar territory. And yes. I think I think he deserves it as a practitioner of his craft, right. but I wouldn't be gutted if it didn't win. No. And, you, I mean, realistically, like you said, it's it's better than what he's given. It's not as good as In Bruges, but obviously that's a high bench. Just because something's not as good as In Bruges doesn't mean it's still not really no, great. No, no, no. And, and really like, excellent and filmmaking. To, to put that into context, like, because I had this big debate with my parents, both of whom like, swear blind that Three Billboards is, like, so much better than In Bruges and it's such a great oh, okay. film and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, but, like... But to me, it's like, if you look at his brother's work, like, films like The Guard and Calvary, yeah. Calvary is obviously the more ambitious, mm. more timely piece, much like Three Billboards. Right. But I prefer The Guard because yeah. I think it's got more heart. I think it's a bit more character-driven. Yeah. I think it just feels a little bit more warm and, like, something I can come back to time and time again. Yeah. In In Bruges and The Guard, I legitimately love the characters and want to spend time yes. with them. There's something and more grounded of, about exactly, them. Exactly. And a lot of yeah. both of those films, even though they're less ambitious, is about just spending time with these characters who you mm. really, really feel for. Whereas I watch Three Billboards and, yeah, it's very powerful and you like the characters, but I don't feel like I connect to them in the same way as I do in In Bruges. Sure. I don't feel like I love them the same way I love the In yeah. Bruges characters. Yeah. And that's what separates it for me. Yeah. Cool. Um, I admire that film more than I love that film. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Damien, how do you feel about it? Where do you stand on Three I, I, I actually, I actually am going to go a different direction. I think Get Out's going to win. 
<laughs> no, I'm oh, calling sorry, it. That was so judgmental. That it's was ridiculous. the meanest thing you've ever done to me. No, I'm calling I'm it. I'm sorry. I feel really horrible, but that's insane. Why? Because it's not. Is Do you it, think it's going? Like, Kath, let's, it take, couldn't the, let's take, the, take the betting out of it for a second. Like, No, I'm hooked. Okay, no, no, tell go. me the odds, Kath. I want I'm to know I'm looking the up the odds right now. Always tell me the odds. I'll tell I, you why. I'll tell you why. Apart from the fact that it is, I mean, it's a horror film, so I totally get why you'd be like, well, no, no, I love it. Don't get me wrong. This isn't coming from a place of lack of love. No, <laughs> I, I love I Get Out and I would love Get Out to win. Please make no mistake. I'm basing here on, I'm looking at the numbers. You know what okay. I mean? I'm, I'm you, you Russell Crowe. I'm in full Crowe yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah. I go by my heart, mate. I go all heart, okay? <laughs> yeah. But no, I generally, that. apart from the fact that it's an excellent film, yeah, it's I, great. I don't think you can ignore the, the political landscape of its time. Like, it's literally a story about racism when you've got fucking racists marching down the street and, uh, and other people opposing them. Like, yeah. For that alone... It could be, it's a contender. But it's so zany. Like, when has a zany film won Best Picture? I'm actually curious. Maybe there is a lot of zany film. I mean, I guess The Artist was a little zany. Yeah. But it's so I'm not saying zany. It, I'm not saying it's hey, a long I shot, but I genuinely it. think... It is a long shot. It's actually not as long a shot as I thought. So right. I retract my laugh. Yeah, take back your mocking laughter, <laughs> you horrible scumbag <laughs> of human beings. I'm, I'm in full crow mode at the moment. Okay. Get Out is actually the, one, two, three, the fourth... Film in succession, yeah. so uh, you know that's hard. Yeah. It's still twenty one dollars. Right, so get ready dollar. to make mint on my tip. Put money on it. Listen it would, to I me. Dare you. Like kind of because I don't know. I know we spoke about this in the Moonlight episode last year. I know that we got we got some flack about this, but like I feel like I say saying this as somebody who like felt nothing towards Moonlight, and mm. not because I thought it was a bad film or anything. Because I watched it, and I was like, it's just not a film I can relate to on any level. Like, and that's fine. It doesn't have to be for me. I don't. It doesn't have to be all things to all people. I totally appreciate the no significance film, of the no film. No film ever can be. No, of course not. And I'm okay with that. Like I watched yeah. uh, Moonlight, and I was like, this is a beautifully made film. It's just not for me, and that's okay. It doesn't yeah. have to be. And I don't, you know. But I, I did feel like Moonlight's win was in some ways a bit of a statement. For sure. And I, if Get Out won, would it be not – because I don't, I don't look at Get Out and think that's a best picture contender. Mm. I think it's a clever horror film. I don't yep. think it was – I think it's like a clever, nasty, devious little film that has something to say and has like a sharp yeah. satirical mm-hmm. edge. A really clever writer. But, I mean, but then again, like, you know, what is a best picture film? Like something that like ticks a lot exactly of boxes. Right. And it's changing. It's evolving as we're clearly seeing that yep. what is a best picture film. And it's like this is literally like the last couple of years have been so politically charged and people are so much more paying attention to that sort of shit that for that reason alone, it is literally like a fuck you to Trump if this wins sort of a And thing. we also, there has to be, this has to be like sort of addressed that it's at the point now and this definitely came out after the Globes and this is definitely kind of a lingering conversation that even though Three Billboards might be assumed by a lot of people to be the front runner, mm. and I, I actually think that Three Billboards has more in it that would justify it being a Best Picture winner than The Shape of Water. I mean, The Shape right. of Water is really, at its heart, it's, it's an extremely well-made film, but it's like odd dark macabre fairy tale in the mm. vein of like King Kong and Pan's Labyrinth. Well, that's the thing. It's Whereas, yeah, it, it's not like, it's not something that like Oscar films tend to like have like a lot of like social commentary and things. Exactly and right. Well, it's, and, and it's still also a fantasy story. Like when is yeah. it? The only fantasy. Which Get Out has. Yeah. Yeah. Which, the only fantasy movie that's ever won, I think would be the last Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like, of course it did because it was the ending that, of the but most. But that was an anomaly. Yeah, well, it's also the most, you know, landmark yeah. It was also one ever. of those. I mean, yeah, like it was. It was like old Hollywood, like you know, those big sweeping right. three-hour Cecil B. DeMille epics. Like not yes. quite dip, but you know, different. But still, yeah, that yeah. same way. It was in big emotions, right. big characters, big themes, big ideas, big people. Yeah, like just big. You know, exactly yeah. in the way that so, Hollywood used to love and right. don't really make anymore. But what they love now, which is what you're saying, is that yeah, they love movies that are topical and well. 
Oh, it's just like yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like that they're topical, they're they're sharp edged. There, mm. so that, that could be why Get Out could be a dark horse that, here. That's my reason for because I feel like we've come out chance. of the we've come out of the woods where it was like Hollywood used to reward big films like that. Yeah, they went through a stage in probably the 70s, 80s, and 90s of rewarding films that were good, and then like for most of the 2000s, it's been let's reward like true stories or historical dramas. Right. Yeah. And now it seems like we're kind of pushing back against that a bit, and we're getting films that are a bit quirkier, are a bit stranger, yeah. are a bit like you know Birdman. Birdman won Best Picture, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yeah, yes, it did. Yeah, it did. Like you know, Birdman and um and boy, uh, not Boyhood, um Boyhood. and Moonlight and things like that. So yeah. so yeah, on that front, I guess Get Out could be could be like a strong contender. But then... I suspect Lady Bird. If if that's mm. going to be what happens, I suspect Lady Bird would edge in before Get Out. Yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting. I haven't seen Lady Bird, so I can't. Comment. No, I haven't no. seen it either. But it's very well. It's yes. being very well received, and obviously the conversation this year has been heavily about women. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So if that is, you know, if voters if are it, putting in the current political climate, that is what the conversation yeah. is. So oh, la- for sure. I feel like Lady Bird. If that's wh- wh- the yep. way it goes, I would not be surprised by that either. Def- and we speculated in last year's Oscars episode as well that you know like particularly at the moment in such a politically charged climate best mm. picture winners almost I think we had a bit of discussion about this last year almost have like a bit of a responsibility to be a statement yes. which is why Moonlight because was last year so Lady Bird would make sense if yeah. it followed and to a degree so with Three Billboards considering what the plot of that film is but it is still written yeah. and directed by a white man yes and it has the backlash factor against it which has become bigger and bigger particularly since it won the Globe right. which yeah. I think we should discuss well, if we're gonna we're gonna touch it in just one second yeah Here's my take on Three Billboards, whether or not it should win. And I've actually done a 180 quite recently since I actually last spoke to you, Gabe, so you might find this a bit interesting. My feelings about the Oscars, and I did talk about this the last year, is that they're inherently, or all awards that are judging art are inherently a little bit dumb because art (laughs) is so subjective and it's so broad and something that's made for you may not be made for me. How can you compare? So, But nonetheless, I still love it. I still love the idea of it. And I don't mind a film that is beautifully made. If you're talking about five pristine... Pristine's a weird word, but you know what I mean. Excellently crafted films. You know, if one of them is going to empower a group of people more than the others, or maybe empower a more marginalised group of people, then I'm happy for that film to, you know, be given clap, be given attention. I'm happy for Mm. it. Which is actually why, even though I really loved Three Billboards, I was completely moved by it. I thought it was a beautiful story. I actually don't want it to win. And here's why. I'd love Lady Bird to win, I think, now looking at the list. Or or Get Out, I'd be very happy. I, I wouldn't, you know, whatever shape of water, I feel very indifferent about reason why I don't think I don't want three billboards to win even though I think it is a brilliant film is because of what you we're going to talk about the backlash in just a second and not so I'm prefacing this with not whether or not the backlash is warranted but the fact that it's there if it wins best picture it's automatically that backlash is going to be magnified because they're going to go how could an academy award what is perceived to be problematic right if it doesn't win People can just take that film and and the backlash kind of stays where it is. And so people who go into that film aren't going to have necessarily hear the backlash. The backlash isn't going to be as loud and people can take out of that film what is intended. And I think that what is intended out of Three Billboards, out of that piece of art, is to open your mind up to, to, or not open your mind, but rather... The importance of forgiveness. Yes. And I actually think it has a really beautiful message. And I think it has a really, really... Maybe this is me reading into it, but I left that film... Not so changed. Not changed, but I do feel like he's saying something that we can all interpret into our lives. And a lot of people can get a lot of restitude from this concept. And I mean, Beyonce has a wonderful line, which is, um, my redemption was my remedy. No, sorry, uh, my forgiveness was my remedy. And I, I think that's it's the same. It's a really I think, powerful thing. I think Martin thing. listened to a lot of Beyonce <laughs> as he was I'm writing this. While he was, he was listening to Lemonade while he wrote it. No, but for me, the beautiful part of that film is what it's saying and what it leaves yeah. the audience with. And it really does leave you with a really beautiful message. So 
what I want for that film is people to hear that message. Mm. And, you know, the backlash, which we'll touch in a second, you know, maybe it is a conversation we need to be having, you know, but I want the focus to be on the message because yes. I think that is really beautiful. Yeah. And I don't think, it, you know, awards are so dumb. You know, it's, well, it is the film of, that it is. What I think you're saying, and I actually, now you're saying it, I do kind of agree with you, yeah. is that like the backlash will forever tar three billboards as being about something that the film's not about and targeting mm-hmm. something that the film's not about. I, and I think we can discuss like we should the get clumsiness of how it handles certain things. But at the same time, it does. it's, yeah, it is it's like, again, times. that thing of like, does it need to be all things to all people? No, not necessarily. It doesn't need to be engaging with every theme that is relevant in present day America. No, it doesn't. No. But yeah, like I, and I said this to you the other night, Catherine, I do strongly believe this. I, I think if three billboards had come out and not had it not really been the award conversation to come out on the level of like an imbruge or a seven psychopaths, like, you know, a, a like his other films, or yeah. The Guard or Calvary, his brother's films. For sure. Like a quirky sort of offbeat dramedy that explores some deep themes mm. with some well-written characters and some great dialogue and, you know, some awesome twists and everything. Then the backlash wouldn't even be in the conversation. Not really. Yeah. It'd be like, it would be a cult hit like in Bruges where people would love sure. it, love it, and they would see it for what it is and everything. But of course, the moment something is on the pedestal of being in contention exactly. for awards... Mm it's put under a microscope in a way that other films aren't. And so people have honed in, basically, for those, if you don't know about the backlash towards the film, it predominantly centres on Sam Rockwell's character. So if you haven't seen the film, we're not going to spoil it much. No. But basically, Sam Rockwell, at the start of the film, plays a policeman who the other characters all generally accept recently tortured a black person in custody. Mm. The film never actually explains if he did or he didn't. But the general consensus is that he's just a racist, dumb cop. And he's a hick and he's violent and he's aggressive. There's a scene where he throws somebody he's out a, a window. Person. He's a horrible yeah. person. Yeah, he's disgusting. But as the film goes on, it kind of unpeels his character a lot and it sort of reveals that basically he's... He's less a horrible person, like just a very, very angry person whose Mm. life just hasn't gone the way he wanted it to. And he's basically had responsibilities he didn't want to have or he wasn't capable of having. Mm -hmm. And that's driven him to this point of just like pure incandescent rage. He doesn't know how to focus. And over the course of the film, something happens to him that sort of shifts his mindset a lot. And the back half of the film, he kind of comes, he, he, he undergoes a very profound change. And... The problem is that a lot of people are saying you're redeeming a racist policeman. Hmm. And the follow-on from that is the redemption would sting less if the black characters in the film weren't so minor in the grand scheme of things. Because they are. They really are. And I don't... don't, It's it's like three white people sitting in a room discussing this. I'm like, are we we super qualified to? Um, Are we going to notice things? And I'm I'm totally willing to be like, look, maybe I don't notice the problems because of that. And and I accept that if that's the case. And we we do have to accept at some point that we we need to listen. Absolutely. And I'm I'm very open to listening. But I do think, I listened to an interview with Martin McDonough and he brought up this backlash. And the interviewer brought up the backlash and said, what do you think of that? And and this is what, Kath, I think you and I both agree with. Martin McDonough said, well, he goes, I think... And he was very reasoned about it to his credit. He goes, and he actually said, he was like, look, he goes, yeah, I need to listen. It's like, you know, he goes, yeah. I think I need to like foreground, you know, people of color and things like, I need to, you know, yeah. I need to, yeah, there were things I missed in that film and I'm okay with admitting that. But he said, I do think the backlash towards Officer Dixon is that people think he's been redeemed. And Martin right. was like, I don't think he's been redeemed. No. He goes, I think he has changed mm-hmm. or he's on the path to change. I, I actually, if you've seen the film, I personally think that the ending suggests that he hasn't actually changed that much. No. That like he did he was on the path to change and one failure and one disappointment mm. like the disappointments he's undergone earlier in his life sure. was enough to put him back on that path yeah. to rage and vengeance and anger and hate that he was on earlier and I think the end of the film suggests quite strongly mm. with ambivalence of like a moment where he does forgive something yes. that he 
has changed, but maybe not as much as we assumed, yeah. which is actually a more complex message. And I think the people sort of who are, who are lobbying the word redemption at this film aren't considering the fact that the film is actually offering you something a lot more nuanced and complex. Mm. It's not a tale of redemption. It's not a tale of redemption absolutely. at no. all. Well, like, I mean, redemption and forgiveness are two different things. Yes, absolutely. So, like, which I really sure. love. That's a really good point. And if we're looking at that for the way his character represents that theme, then that change is such a necessary the change back, I mean, is such a necessary part of that theme because it doesn't always work. You just like yeah. forgiveness isn't a isn't a clean slate. It's not like a do over. It's still, not like, oh yeah, I've changed now. You know, exactly. There's still hurt in the people you've hurt and there's still something broken inside yourself. Like there's still things that need to be fixed, even though forgiveness has been given. Mm. Yes. And redemption is an absolute word for what in truth this film is presenting as an extremely complicated concept yeah. that is never is can great. never be can never be complete and can never be finite yes. and so to use a word like redemption to address a film that's essentially saying it's never going to be yeah. simple. It's kind yes. of like it's, it's well, you're missing the point a little bit yeah, there, but yeah. you know. Boil down to its most basic three billboards explores the concept of like, is, is it possible to forgive in a situation that is so painful, so personal, and so fraught? Hmm. And it, it explores like how grief colors that, how anger colors that, how rage colors that, how the desire for, you know, um, for a for revenge and for justice and all of that colours that and in the end is it possible to forgive and move on from the things that have been done to us or to those we love right and it's to me I think it's a fascinating message I think it's a fascinating theme I think it's a fascinating progression of Martin McDonough's earlier work where you know particularly in a lot of his earlier plays and in Bruges Seven Psychopaths both Mm. kind of have this as well or the Seven Psychopaths is a bit more complex on it there is like a sense of that Tarantino-esque delight in extreme violence yeah and in Three Billboards you can see a clear I mean even in in Bruges, one of the most beautiful scenes in Bruges when Brennan Gleeson jumps from the tower. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful scene. There's that beautiful song playing. It's a real moment for him of like trying to save Colin Farrell's character after everything, sacrificing himself to save the person he's sort of come to care about. Mm. And he jumps off the tower and then McDonough has the money shot of him like literally hitting the ground and like breaking apart. Yeah. And like the gore and the violence in Bruges, I remember I've always found it so shocking and unnecessary. On the one hand, I think you can justify it because it's like, well, if you live in this world, this is what you have to deal with. Yes. But I, and if you read his plays, there's always a certain like, almost like childish delight in pushing the envelope mm. and in characters dying violently or dying suddenly. And really or, putting it in the audience's yes. faces. Whereas yeah. in Three Billboards, only one character dies and it's not a tragic death. Mm. Mm. So yeah. there is violence, but compared to his earlier stuff, it's a lot more. The violence isn't treated as fun or funny or entertaining. No. The violence is treated as horrible. Right. Yeah, and, and and I felt like I thought the writing with a few, you know, obviously there were issues, a few issues there, but I thought the writing in terms of the way it used violence was very clever because it was very informative to of the characters. Yes. It felt like a direct reaction to people put in extreme levels of stress. Yeah. An extreme, an extreme emotional distress, and and the violence never felt. Shock. I mean, it was shocking, but it never felt shocking for shocking's sake. It always felt very significant to the character and mm. to their, what they're going through. So I think when it comes down to it, like, does Three Billboards deserve to win Best Picture? I mean... I don't think anything it's, in it's the always, world deserves exactly. to win Best Picture. It's, <laughs> always, it's such an insane yeah, notion. Right, but I mean, yeah. look, to me, I'm like, I think that Three Billboards is a not a perfect film, but like, what is? Its flaws come more from like, people misunderstanding it, but also an oversight on the writer's part. Yeah. And yeah. that's, I don't think that comes from a place of like, of malice or like, or ugly racism or anything. I think it's right. just no, noticed like, because he's focusing on something else in the film. Yes. We're at a point now and, though. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, I accept that completely, but I, I think as the film stands, it's a, it's a beautifully shot, 
beautifully made film with a great script that explores some really interesting themes mm-hmm. with some amazing performances yeah. and it's entertaining it's engaging it's surprising and it rewards rewatch yeah. so does it deserve best picture probably as much as anything does right. to yeah. me right. but will, will it win, do I will it win particularly best... care if it doesn't win best picture not really no, no and will winning best picture actually help anyone or anything and I think not and no. if anything mm. I think it detracts from the viewing of the film and so for me I'm like I'm, sure. even though I loved it it's, I probably found it the most affecting film of that list, mm-hmm. I don't really want it to win. To be honest with you, which is interesting, because I before when I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, best film I've seen in five years." I, I want to just before we move on, I want to touch on the on the handling of race in that film. And I, bear in mind, I really love this film, and I think it has a really beautiful message, which I think it tells it as a as a it's a tragedy. It's not saying it through the characters; it's actually saying it through the characters' mistakes. It's saying these people are fucked up, and but look yeah. how close, or or look how you can see that. You know, I love that. That scene where she's sitting, well, I don't love it, but when she's at the very end where she's standing, oh, I don't want to, I don't think this spoils it, but she's standing, she's looking at her son and you know what you want her to do in that moment and she doesn't do it. I'm not really giving anything away unless you've seen it. Yeah. It won't make any sense. She doesn't do it and I remember being like wanting to scream and to be like, ah, you know yeah. what I mean? And and for me, it's it's yeah, it's in the character's mistakes. So it's not a about redemption. It's it's almost it's not a cautionary tale but it's in that vein mm. by being like, this is a mistake. It leaves you with enough ambiguity at the However, end. The story is about forgiveness. It's not about race. Um, and I think we should have more films about race, but this mm. isn't one of them. I think what Martin McDonough did is he used race to establish that Sam Rockwell was, or at least believed to be, quite insidious. And my issue with that is that he used race, and he is a white man, and that is mm. significant, I think, here, as, as a, almost a, as a plot point. And then didn't really pay any tribute to that. It didn't pay off in any way. He didn't really give any restitution. And I just think, did it? Did he need to use race as, right. as a white man? Did he need to use something that, in truth, he he couldn't possibly really understand? And he said as much. Yeah, yeah. You know, and especially in right now, with a huge issue is that minorities don't have a voice, hmm. and he took their voice away. And I don't. Again, I don't think he's. It was an awful malicious thing. I, I actually just think it was a, a just. It was poor judgment. And I think that he could have established Sam Rockwell as a, as an insidious man using something else right. he didn't need to use race in that way in all honesty he could have just said you know he, he I, don't, I mean because i don't know i i it didn't need to I be part of the con- that particular conversation. conversation and if it was he opened that can he needed to i don't know where my where my metaphor is going here but he opened that can and i feel like if you're going to talk about that you need to talk about it the, the thing right. is though like, and that's I, I my also, issue with yeah it. yeah and i i actually do agree with you i but i do kind of feel like my thing is that he made a point in the interview where he was like the only person who really accuses him of being racist is Frances McDormand. Mm-hmm. And she, like, you know, throws the line at him, you know, the torturing business and everything. And Martin McDonald says, well, she uses it as a weapon because she knows it's going to get under his skin. Mm-hmm. But I actually don't... If you watch the film, I don't think there's a moment where Dixon actually acts overtly racist to anyone. Right. I think he's just a violent, angry man. Yeah. Yes. And it's the other people who put that label on him. So I, I think, is, is the character a racist? He's a violent person. Like, the fact that the person he tortured is black might be incidental. And if race does come into it, I think it's part of the setting. It's, in, it's set in the deep south. But right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Is yeah, know, I mean, it, it should have been explored more if it was so going to come up at all. There's so much context for it to yeah. suggest, for it to not yeah be relevant. I think people are making it. Yeah, I do think people are making more of the issue than it is. To be completely honest with you, I, I think the film doesn't explore it as I when think they people, use the word redemption. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, he's exactly. not redeemed. That's not the issue but, here. The issue yeah. here is that they talked about it but didn't explore it, and mm. then it's like you can't just kind yeah, of like they're... toss in a little it's just, I just think racism it's less... right, like, right. to spice things People up. People make like it out it's like nah. it's, it's, it's there and it's like a thread through the film, but it's actually not really. If you go back and you watch the film, it's like the whole idea of him being racist or the other characters being racist, it, it's alluded to at the start of the film, but it doesn't really mm. linger through the film in a right. way that 
is so front and center, but not explored as to be detrimental. I think, and I, yeah. I'm happy to be proven wrong on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm and happy to discuss yet. it. But, but to turn around and my, say, "Oh, it's yeah. the movie where the racist gets redemption," that is not what the yeah, movie it's just is. Not true. That's not, that's that's not the not issue here. But there, there are. Yeah. Yeah, there were some flaws, I think, yeah. in the writing. Not necessarily in the quality of the writing as, as a craft, but it, but in more in the understanding your political context. Yeah, like, right. yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, I think he, he should yeah. read the room. Yeah, read the room. Like, yeah, pretty much what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah. And I think as well, like, I, I wondered as well, I was like, well, okay, if I if I substituted that for a female. So if they were talking about how Sam Rockwell's character had maybe sexually assaulted a woman, mm-hmm. which is, makes the whole thing complicated because obviously it's about sexual assault. But, you know, how would I feel that women were never hurt if there was only men in the cast? And I, you know, and I, and I, in truth, I think yeah. that actually yeah, okay. probably would have annoyed me. Yeah. I, you guys saw how n- mad I got when Baby Driver treated women like, right. like, yeah. like the cardboard cutouts. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So... Can I, can I change the subject to something that you said earlier, Gabe? Yeah. Um, you mentioned that like yeah, a few years ago something like something big or war-driven or historical would be front-runner. And I think it's really interesting that this year we've got Dunkirk and The Post and even Darkest Hour and none of them are really contenders. No, not really. Where I think give them a few years ago, especially something like Dunkirk, mm. would have been front and centre. I think it's because people got fed up with these like, you know, films like The King's Speech where it's like it comes out, it's really celebrated and then three months later everyone's forgotten about it and yeah. nobody talks about it ever again. Yeah, yeah. Or The Hurt Locker or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like it, it, I'm actually, I take a vicious delight in seeing films like Darkest Hour. Mm. They're in there because of course you've got to have somebody's biopic or some historical right. drama in there otherwise yeah. it wouldn't be the fucking Oscars. But like, I mean, I'm not, I haven't seen Darkest Hour. I'm not going to see Darkest Hour. You know mm. why I'm not going to see Darkest Hour? Because you show me that trailer. I'm like, I know exactly what this film is going to be. It's going to have lots of sweeping music and lots of hero shots and lots of long lingering shots on, Mm. you know, um, the heavily made up Gary Oldman and lots of big speeches and lots of very good acting. And it, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be like fucking theory of everything or like fucking imitation game or whatever. Just totally forgettable films that are cookie cutter, historical, just here we go. This is a hashtag inspirational true story Mm. and it's very important and therefore fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. It's just been said it so many times and it's so manipulative. Yeah. Like, of I course, you agree. give an actor like, and hang on, you give an actor like Gary Oldman a chance to play Winston Churchill. Of course, any, you know, actor of a certain age worth his soul is going to jump at the bit. You're playing a very well known historical figure. Love him mm. or hate him. 
someone okay hates him, but like getting up there and just like, you know, sinking your teeth into it, heavily yeah. made Gary up, Oldman physical transformation. Well. It's all yeah, of that Gary stuff. Oldman. It's, Overrated. you know, it, yeah, it, of course he's going to, I'm sure his performance is great. Yeah. But I just, the, I can't get past how thoroughly manipulative and thoroughly cheap making films like that are. Films that you bring out at Oscar time. Films yeah. that are like oh, so yeah. cookie cutter. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, no, fuck you. Yep. Fuck you, boring historical dramas. Yeah, oh yeah. Fuck, don't like you don't you don't deserve to win Best Picture. I agree. You're getting you're really just getting up there because of the performances and everything. Yeah. yeah, and like and no, fuck off. You shouldn't be a contender. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. be paid attention to. Well, I love you're just trying to pander. Literally, my my top three would be for who I generally think is going to win is Three Billboards, Get Out, or Lady Bird, and I think that's fucking awesome. Do you really not think that Shape of Water is a contender? No, I, I don't generally really, because I'm it's a fantasy. At this point, I think it's good. Generally, it's honestly, win. and I and I this I'm saying this is a guy who loves fantasy. Like literally, that's what I write, that's what I read, I don't think it will win because it's a fantasy film. Right. But it is a bit of a, you know, I, and I, I don't mind career Oscars, like Del Toro, you know, I mm. think it is, it's looking like a bit of a career Oscar and this might be another kind of, you know, I, like I would another love to way be to proven wrong, him, but, but I generally think well, that be that it's it's a it's in one hand almost detrimental in a weird way because people do like things that are so topical and yeah you've got Ladybird for like let's call them the female issues, you've got Get Out for the race issues, like where that's just it's not that it doesn't approach issues, but it doesn't in the same way as these other films do. And I think that will supersede that. So I'm going to put my Russell Crowe beautiful mind pants on for a second. Put them right on. The Academy has been changing, right? And we have to remember that that's who actually votes on it, right? Mm. It's the people in the Academy. Sure. And the Academy pledged, um, I don't know if it was last year or it was a couple of years ago, to diversify their members by mm. both getting rid of older Oh, yeah, there's a whole new generation coming And bringing in. in a lot more diverse voices. So worst, these nominations, I believe, are indicative of that change kind of coming through, especially yeah. I think Jordan Peele and uh, Greta Gerwig. Gerwig, yeah. Gerwig's much earned nominations for Best Director. Mm-hmm. By the way, just quickly, Martin McDonald's snub in Best Director. I personally, when I looked at those directors, the one that I'm like, him? Was Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. I, I'm confused as to why he's in there and, and not Martin McDonough or, yeah. or, or someone else. He, I don't think he's deserving. Anyway. But it, I mean, I don't think that film's going to win anything, to be perfectly honest. No, but why is it even yeah. nominated for Best Director? I mean, it's... Yeah. it's uh, oh, because, like, it's Daniel Day-Lewis's last thing and he's such an Academy favourite. Right. Yeah, but it's not Daniel Day-Lewis who's nominated. Yeah, no, no, I know. But, like, yes. that... It's, it's, like, it's, like, um, it's like, why the fuck is Darkest Hour for Best Picture? Because everyone's going on about Gary Oldman's Gary performance Oldman. and it <laughs> yeah. almost gets in the 10 films by default. Yeah, 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 I get that. Logan? Right. So there's a, which we're going to touch on Logan in a second. Um, so there, there is this, I think the nominations are showing a change. Will mm. that change then turn in, in turn reflect into the voting as well? Clearly, you know, change is happening. Right. Uh, it, even if it's not necessarily the diversity that's changing it yet, or if it's maybe the existing voters are starting to really kind of go, well, shit, no, I'm going to give these people, these people, I need to give more attention to a broader concept of, of the people that make art. Yeah. But the way that the Oscars work in terms of Best Picture nomination is, and I'm, I may be, I'm, I'm trying to remember here, but it was explained to me about a year ago hmm. that in order to win Best Picture, I think you do have to have 50% of the votes. Right. So, and it's, the votes are sequential. So that is how, if the first Best Picture is split, so if there's like, you know, lots of people really, really loved Three Billboards, lots of people love Shape of Water, and neither of them can kind of edge the other one out. Right. Sometimes that's when those third films... Oh, those really, you know, those second 2.5, like yeah, battling yeah, yeah, for second, yeah. such as Lady Bird and Get Out, yeah. that's when they can come sometimes kind of sneak in. Because if big group of people are putting three billboards as number one, but Shape of Water as number 10, because they really don't want Shape of Water to win. Right. And the, and the Shape of Water people are doing the same. They're putting Shape of Water number one as three billboards as number 10. But they're all putting Lady Bird as yeah. their number two. 
that's when you can have something like a real surprise kind mm. of sneak in there. And that's kind of how it works. So, you know, possibly I feel like this year, you know, I'm actually yeah. kind of convincing me. I'm maybe Good. get out. I maybe I should put some more I, in get I, out. I mean, I mostly want get out to win now because of your laugh. <laughs> um, if if it does, I will call you up and just laugh over the I phone. I would love for as long like as Damien, I can. In the time between now and then, Damien is going to listen to this recording over and over again to get your laugh. Just get like yeah. rage. I'm going to mimic it perfectly. Damien, I would love that. I would love you to just like, I, can you call me up and just giggle anyway? Because that sounds like a great phone conversation. Just I'll a just little like, giggle. I'll wrap off jokes for you. Yeah, right. You see Damo like spending so long like getting ready, like, he's going to fucking show it. And then like yeah. on the day he does it, he calls up, does his laugh. And Kat just laughs back, so delighted that it's yeah, ever. Like, oh. And Damien just breaks. Yeah, <laughs> and we never saw Damien again. Is, and I'm just going. I'm out. End of you? Have That's I destroyed you? Yeah, yeah you, you have. Yeah, well, we're <laughs> you have. I want to discuss the what is the most interesting snub in Best Picture is I Tonya not getting a Best Picture nomination, especially okay. when. Can I remind you guys? Phantom Thread got yeah. a Best Picture nomination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Tonya, I haven't hour. seen it. Yeah. I heard, do, you, do you have a theory for why I got the snub? I actually have no idea. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. Sorry. Yeah, I think my idea of it is phenomenal. Yeah, no, literally. That's what I, <laughs> I met the trailer. I'm sorry, I saw the trailer and I got really okay, excited. So and I the say, concept of it, which is the blurring between truth and lies yeah, in the yeah. media, I was really excited. I have seen I Tonya. Yeah, let's, let's, like, um, let's let Gabe, the only one in the room who's seen it, talk. It's it, very good. Okay, take the floor. It's very good. And if... Vance McDormand wasn't in the race, yeah. Margot Robbie would be a fucking shoe in. She's like, actually not I'd second be... in line. Who's second in line? Sasha. Sasha Ronan. I would have thought it'd be oh. Sally Hawkins, but. Yeah, okay. Sasha anyway, Ronan is Lady next. Bird, so. Sasha Ronan's a bit um, darling. She always so, is quite high yeah, in odds. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's, it's a funny one because I watched it, I really enjoyed it. It's a very well made film, it's a very quirky film. Mm. Um, it really made me think. It was quite moving, it's quite funny. It's not quite what the trailer sells, though. Okay. Um, it doesn't. Damn it. It's not. There Fucking are moments. Trailers. The moments where it does the blurring between who's telling the truth are played more as a gimmick in the first act than they are as like the fundamental oh, okay. bones of the story. Right. Because as it goes on, they both kind of match up, and essentially, to me, it's a way for the film to get away with not having to come down on either side of did Tonya Harding know okay. what. Which in, in truth it never could. Exactly. Right. And so you know, it's, I don't, I don't. it's okay, but like if you're expecting this really structurally daring film that like will show you the same events from three different perspectives mm. playing out differently and asking you to decide which is true, it's not really what the film is. Right. And it's not quite as funny as the trailer. All the funniest bits are in the trailer. Damn um, it. So don't, ah, I'm so mad. Don't think it's going to be this, like, <laughs> this quirky black comedy. Yeah. However, ah. however, that all that said... Mike Robbie's performance is phenomenal. She's okay. really, really good. Yeah, oh, um, she's so good. There Alice are moments. Alison Janney's great, mm. but eh, it, pretty much if you've seen the trailer, that's what it is. And yeah. it's a good yeah. performance. So what, she's, it's she's, a scenery chewing fun win. performance. But and um, she's she's evil, so it's always walked, fun to see evil. The evil mum character. Yeah, great. I walked great. out of that film being like, yeah, but Margot Robbie. Like Alison Janney's yeah. good, but Margot Robbie. Oh, okay. Um, good on her. It's because Margot Robbie gives the far more complex, layered nuanced performance of somebody mm. who is not perfect somebody who is very very flawed but somebody who at the end she has this line at the end where she just says it to the camera and it's like an indictment of the audience who are taking enjoyment in this yeah. and it's awesome. heartbreaking Okay, like her performance there's a moment she has which is so heartbreaking where you watch it and it's like this is the story of a bad person who has been told she's worthless her whole life and has found the one thing she's good at yeah. and through her own mistakes gets that thing taken away from her yeah. mm. it, it's Heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. It's a tragedy. And she sells it beautifully. And this is one line She's at the end that summarizes actor. it. Mm. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. 
And you sit there being like, and it actually is an indictment of anybody who gets caught up in tabloid gossip that is yeah. about somebody's yeah. life, yeah. which was such a big thing in the Tony Harding case in the 90s. Yeah. And, and it's, it's such just a big like, thing now. It's, and it's like mm. this, Super this beautiful, like, quiet, just fuck you to all the people who stood there and judged her and yelled at her and told her she was a terrible person yeah. and did all of that without ever thinking about how it must have felt to be her. And about the fact that she's also just a human being. Yeah. yeah. And on that level, I thought the film was so worthwhile. Mm-hmm. See, that's awesome. But I thought from the trailer that the blurring of truth and fiction nah, was going to was going to lead into that. Kind of like, I'll tell you what it made me think of. Kind of like, uh, who drew the dicks? Uh, oh, <laughs> um, uh, American, American Vandal. Vandal. American yeah. Vandal. Yeah. I thought in that same way where you, you're thinking it's about one thing, but at the end it's like, yeah, no, have a look at yourself. Yeah, and even, yeah. It is, but like to be to be honest with you guys, and this, this could be like, this could be something I missed, but like I felt like that blurring truth and fiction is there sort of in the start of the film, mm. but it's not really there to say anything especially meaningful. Right. And it's pretty obvious that it's not really what they're interested in. Okay. It's a good movie. It's just not quite as quirky or zany yeah. or structurally daring as yeah. what you've been sold. Well, okay. I was kind of hoping okay. it would be it would be a conversation about. I mean, it sounds like it does touch on it, but maybe isn't as central. Well, central is not a great word, but you know, as as involved as we would want it to be about you know the concept of what is presented to us through the media not being accurate and the storylines that we're told not actually even searching for the truth. Yeah, they're searching for entertainment yeah, and, and the real that. people that live behind the headlines. Mm. You know, who are complicated and not and can't be kind of simplified down and to very, one it's just very empathetic dot pointed at. it's just like just because somebody even if somebody does a bad thing doesn't necessarily make them a bad person it's yeah. like it's like that great line from American Vandal it's like this is one moment in your life this is one yeah. like high school is one small time in your life and what you're going to damn somebody forever for this choice they made right. at a time when right. nobody knows who they are yeah. and yeah. like how old was Tonya Harding like 22 right and, and it's for, like yeah she for a whole I, world of people who don't even know who she is and the is. film makes such a point of like how talented she was and how good she was at what she and did she really was. but the fact that everything was against her because she wasn't what people wanted she yeah. wasn't super presentable she wasn't super refined she was basically you know essentially white trash yeah and she still like just through pure like determination got to that point and had been abused her whole life mm. and made one fuck up at the top. I mean, a pretty big fuck up. It's a, it's a big, big fuck, fuck up. up. Yeah, sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah, trip, anyway, it's like... a super interesting movie. I really recommend it. Okay. okay. Uh, also, just bears mentioned that Itonio got um, the nomination for best editing, which is a really big okay. uh, nomination because, you know, you know, really... they normally say best editing tends to win best picture. Best right? editing, yeah. you know, be- best editing. They, they kind of inform best picture, best editing, best director. They kind of usually, uh, mm. there's sometimes a link. It's That'll kind of common. Dunkirk, so though. it yeah, was pretty exciting. Exciting, I gather, for the Itonia people that to, for them to get their nomination. That was a bit of a surprise. And I, from what I've heard, it's mostly off the ice skating scenes were pretty well, yeah, uh, pretty yeah. beautifully put together. Now, I wish Sean was in the room, but we all need to have a moment and address that Logan got best adapted screenplay nomination. Can I, can I do my Carney? Yeah, let's just pretend he's in the all room. Right. Oh, no, just, it's just one sound that he does. Oh, <laughs> that's actually. <laughs> Is that all right? Good. That's really yeah. good. <laughs> we don't, do we need Sean? Okay. I think okay. So I've got it. Logan <laughs> was a good film, and a really surprising film. I I do actually think I know I brought up earlier is something that I don't really think got snubbed as such. Like yeah, best screenplay. I'm sorry, best actor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, best supporting actor. I would have yeah. been happy. Patrick with Stewart. Hugh Jackman. Like Look, Hugh Jackman could win, and I'd be happy because yeah. I don't love that category. So <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He'd win, and I'd be like, yeah. Because yeah. like him and Patrick Stewart both gave like career best oh, performances in that grade. film. Yeah. How the fuck was Patrick Stewart passed over in supporting? Like. 
How? Yeah, that's interesting. It's an amazing performance. I mean, I yeah. don't think Woody Harrelson it's... belonged in that category. Mm. No, not he, really. I, look, I like him as an actor, and yeah, I, yeah. but you know, I don't think his role it had enough in it. I mean, it was important, but you know what I mean. I I thought he was great. I thought Sam Rockwell look, was, he was great. great. Look, but... Sam Rockwell, I agree. Because Sam Rockwell and Woody Harrelson were both they were both nominated. For, for, so there was a bit of yeah. love, and and the you know, Call Me by Your Name, obviously. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's interesting. Mm. But then but it's like maybe, I would have thought, yeah. It's just because I love Patrick Stewart. And I just want to see him get up there. Is that <laughs> it? Is that? Yeah. Give it yeah. to him. his speech. Career wanna... Oscar. If anyone deserved oh, it, Patrick I know, Stewart. Right? And like, fucking hell. And I would, I would genuinely, and this, this is biased, but I would genuinely love to see either one of them win one for these characters they've been playing for over a decade now. Yeah. yeah. And like, and giving Which their best performance. And giving, oh, it's biased. Yeah. Oh, like, I mean, and elevating even... what could have been. You know, another comic yes, book movie. Like exactly. Logan, the fact that they got a screenplay nomination feels like a tokenistic, oh, yeah, we should probably address Logan because everyone liked it and it was like much yeah. better than it needed to be or anyone expected it would be. But, like, I'm sorry, but the screenplay and the direction wasn't where it shined. Mm. It was... Or Sean Rush shined. Um, it was the acting. The acting yeah. was actually what elevated her. Oh, yeah. little girl. I think that little girl could have gotten her supporting. Yeah. Yeah. She was absolutely she was calm and nice. Considering absolutely. she didn't speak English. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. She could have gotten it for her audition. Because like, I thought right. the screenplay was honestly <laughs> one of the weakest parts of Logan. Yeah. That third act can fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I want to discuss. <laughs> um, I want to discuss. No love for the big sick. Only yeah, a script fuck? nomination. Oh, come on, well, I mean, Phantom Thread is in there. Oh, but this is a real girl now. Darkest hour. How is this? I haven't seen the post, but the oh, post, yeah. and not the yeah. big sick. Oh, see, and this this is where it comes through that like. You can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a fucking pig. Right. You can yeah. like, you can add some younger generations to the Academy, but it's still the fucking Academy. They're still yeah. going to fucking jerk off over Spielberg historical dramas and not give it to a film that legitimately just... Oh, the Big Sick was the best film I saw last year. I watched it again over the, over we after we did the episode. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's fucking great. It fucking holds up. Couldn't agree more. It's so, it could win. It, it could, it could totally win. It's not yeah. just, oh, it should have made it my nomination. It should be like, this film it should It works win. on every fucking yeah. level. It should win. And it just... It, no. it, uh, what, what, and a film that's Okay, discussing and this race. Is uh, I mean, it's which is you know and we need to be talking in a way that showing seeing more films doesn't like feel that. tokenistic or forced. Like it it's trying to, it just, yeah. it's just part of it. It's part of the conflict in the film. It's not just there to like shove it down your throat or anything. It's just it's nuanced. It's interesting. It's it's complicated. It's so fucking good. And you get the post. The yeah. post. I haven't seen it, but the post. Yeah, but I know. But like, I mean, guys, but guys, it's got Meryl Streep and yeah. Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks oh. and Steven Spielberg, which we need to address justice for Tom Hanks. No, again, mm. snubbed. No nomination. I'm um, still more angry about the big city. No, I, 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 I My anger levels I have... Th- I actually like, am not that mad about Tom Hanks. Why, he's like, doing it, fine. He's doing like, right. He doesn't need the it. Oscar's just... This is why I just I'm just don't... mad he didn't get Captain Phillips. He deserved yeah. it. But anyway, go yeah. on. I'm so annoyed with it because the Oscars... Like, and this is why like, I feel like every year I care less about the Oscars. And like Last year I sat down I watched it. And you know, you get, of course you get caught up and it's very mm. easy. It's like when I watched the grand final last year. Yeah. And it's right, sports. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what's going on. But you get caught up in the atmosphere of it. You get caught up in the atmosphere of watching it with people. And then you forget about it a couple of days later. That's how I feel about watching the Oscars. Yeah, well done. And so it just, it to me, and, it's, and I care about film and I don't care about sports, but I don't care about the fucking Oscars. I just don't give a fuck. Mm. I don't think they've been relevant for years. I don't think they actually reward the best. I think mm. it's just a circle jerk where all of Hollywood gets together and it's just, it's, and yeah, there has been some movement in the last few years, but not that much. No. I think just Moonlight like, winning was, was, was a change. Yeah. It was but a breeze it, coming through. But I mean, it's rolling like, like, you, through. you can nominate yeah. 10 films fuck and you well. nominate Darkest Hour. And, yeah, like, generally, like, why? I don't even know why sick. Darkest Hour is in. Like, I honestly, I've, I Have haven't you seen heard. It? Because, and, and no, you know I haven't what? seen it, but, I, but, but that's not even my issue. It's generally like all these other films. The people haven't been able to stop talking about them because they're so Is engaging. Anybody talking hitting. about the darkest hour? Exactly. And that's Anyone it. I haven't seen, seen it, but nobody's hour. talking about it. Nobody but it gets gives in there. a fuck. Yeah. No, no. It's it's just it's yeah. And so that's it. At the end of the day, it's like yeah, we can speculate, we can discuss, but it's like it's 
it's like a sugar rush. It's fun, but it doesn't mean anything because the Oscars don't mean anything. Right. And they're a fucking Hollywood circle. And I, you know, I just resent it where they all get up there and they're all sitting there and they're like glitzy gowns and everything and all watching and applauding each other and being mm. like, and I'm like, you're just, it's just a chance for all of Hollywood to get together in a room and literally yeah. just suck each other's dicks. Right, yeah. yeah. And it's like if we gave each other awards. It. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, which what? we no. should. Just, uh, <laughs> we should. Really we should. really great idea. All right. So no love for the big sick. I hope it wins best script. Yeah, I, because I, it just needs to sure. get something because it's fucking needs recognition. Like that's to me, that's the only good thing about these awards, apart from the all the circle jerk shit. The one thing they can do that's actually good is recognize, especially like a new filmmaker or someone yes. who hasn't, you know, for doing something truly great and actually making a movie that hits so many notes and hits so many levels and should well, that's actually where the value comes from. It's exactly, it's like it, you give a leg up to films that would otherwise Thank you. be ignored, yes. and that's where your value comes in. And that, that's probably why it's like. We don't really need a Logan or a Wonder Woman to be in Best Picture contention yeah. because they've already made a fuck ton of money. Right, yeah. Right. But like... The Big Sick would have benefited I mean, a lot from it. I think it was a big, the big hit. The big I think came, it did do well, but, it, you know, it's could do still... Better. I think yeah. it's done well. But it came out and they didn't even know if how many, like, cinema releases it would get. It was that yeah, sort of a sure. movie, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's address, um, as we start to get towards the end, uh, we, let's address Christopher Plummer's nomination, which yeah. my theory is... I haven't seen the movie... My theory is that it, because it seems he did 10 days, you mm. know, and, and traditionally, you know, best support, you know, we talk about actors spending months getting, you know, yes. training or changing their body. You know, they talk about like this devotion and this preparation and this time and, and Christopher Plummer kind of waltzed mm. on in and, mm. and did his thing, which I don't get me wrong. He's a great actor. I'm sure the performance is amazing, but he obviously did it quite quickly. Yeah. My theory is that this nomination is the Academy tipping its hat to the fact that they actually did at their own cost, mm. even if we took out, if we take out the, the Mark Wahlberg's money, if we remove that from the conversation, right. it still was a lot of money they had to spend to reshoot it, mm. and they did that. They went as far to say, we don't want to support a man who's yes. so insidious. And I think that's their oh, way I, of rewarding that choice. That's my theory. Yeah, it's, my Russell Crowe pants on. No, I, I agree. I would, I would be curious if, if Christopher Palmer had been cast from the start, would he be nominated? That's a really great question, I yeah. think. Yeah, that, that is a really I good question. I think that is a great um, question. Look, I don't know. I, I, don't, I just don't think it's really a choice that deserves to be rewarded because like it's yeah when when all said and done they weren't going to release a film with kevin spacey anyway it wasn't it wasn't like a heroic bold choice Mm. it was purely a pragmatic business choice let's not beat around the bush because that film would come out with kevin spacey front and center in the marketing like he had been before Mm. that that film actually would have done better because of the change Mm. because of course we're like oh they did a great thing they swapped it over yeah but it's like no they literally would have had no choice it would have been boycotted it would have been a bomb the studio would have the studio actually did the only thing they could have done because now people will have seen that film that other people probably wouldn't have seen yes it will have made more money and would have easily made up the money the reshoots cost Mm. so but regardless i think you know even if it was a cold-hearted business choice i still think it was a good choice it was, I of think course it was a good choice, but it was the yeah. only choice. It was, yeah, the, yeah, yeah and I think it was the only choice, not only for the business side of things, but like you shouldn't be rewarded for doing the right thing. Like the right thing should be the thing you do because it's the right yes. thing. Sure, yes, but it, it absolutely. was, you know, it wasn't the fault of the production that Kevin Spacey, as it turns no, out, No, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I do you agree know, with that. You and, know, and, and maybe it's them Look, being like... my take on this is very simple. You fucked in this situation. Here you go. Sure. Zaz. I yeah. probably wasn't going to watch All the Money in the World before when Kevin Spacey was in it. I'm yeah. probably not going to watch it now, apart from maybe liking Christopher Plummer. Mm. I look at it, I've heard it's pretty mediocre, apart from Christopher Plummer giving a good performance. I mean, and I feel like that's all coloured by everything that happens. Yeah. yeah, and outside so of that, I'm like, I don't really like Mark Wahlberg. I think Ridley Scott's best days are well behind him. Sure. I'm just so disinterested. Mm. The last thing I'm going to bring up before we wrap it up and talk about who we want to win, because I think who will win is, is apart from Best Picture, pretty much a lot. The last thing I'm going to bring up is my man, 
Denzel Washington Denzel. getting what is possibly the strangest nomination. <laughs> yeah, that one came from <laughs> nowhere. And I am delighted that it's that he's got nominated because I love Denzel Washington. I What's love he been nominated for? I don't even fucking oh, know what the name me, of the movie is. I know that the film did not do particularly well, but apparently Denzel Washington's performance is phenomenal. No so the shock. movie Roman J. Israel Esquire. I've, I've never I've heard, heard that. that. <laughs> With one of the most complicated titles you've ever heard. <laughs> I've heard the film. Somehow part. three billboards outside of Effing, Missouri is, is less complicated <laughs> yes. than that title. Uh, yeah, so I think Denzel did a great performance. When does he find me a performance that is yeah, when does he know amazing from yeah. the, the most lovable man on the planet? But but what I what excites me about the film that I'm likely not to see, to, to tell you the truth, is that apparently he's not doing his Denzel lovable thing. Right. He's doing quite a character, which is possibly how he got the nomination because they're like, oh, Denzel, what is this? Something okay, new, something fresh, yeah, yeah, yeah. something new. If someone told me he was nominated for, you know, staring at a screen, uh, the camera for an hour, I'd be like, yeah, my man. Yeah, yeah. Give it, yeah. He's already been, he's been All the love for Denzel is warranted. Give him another one, yeah. Just give him. All the Oscars. Give him best picture. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love him. Um, oh, and Meryl Streep, another nomination. Yeah. She's actually got, I was uh, beautiful minding the, the years that she's been nominated. Yeah. She got nominated seven times okay. in the 80s. Her first one was in the 70s. Yeah. But after that, she got seven times in the 80s. And this nomination marks, um, she's gotten nominated. This is her eighth nominated nomination for the, two, the 10s, if oh, you will. Right, so this right. decade is, is officially... Meryl Streep's glory decade. People would have thought, yeah, you know, she's doing well, but the right. 70s, my no. God. I, oh, I was going to ask a question. I don't know if this is an option or not. Can you rec- rec- recuse? Is that a word? Recuse yourself? Recuse. Like remove yourself oh, yeah. from the... I recuse don't yourself see from why you wouldn't be able to. Why you wouldn't be able to? Because she said before, don't vote for me, kind of along those lines, like okay. people are sick of me winning. I'm wondering, and and I agree. Like you know, I've had people being like, "Do we does Royal Street really need to be given more of a platform mm. in terms of another nomination?" And it really, it just, it's nothing to her. And someone else could have gotten that spot, and it being sure. quite life changing. And I and I, I kind of see that because you know, obviously, I see the Oscars yeah, as yeah. political, and I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, I get that argument." Can she pull herself out? And if so, why isn't she at this point? Yeah, great she question. She doesn't want to win, yeah. um, and and possibly out of respect for the films she's in and for the people that worked on the film, because yeah. obviously her nomination does. Yeah, yeah. But does it even add? Like, fuck, does it not? Does a Meryl Streep nomination actually give her films well, any more protection? Right. I it's mean, such it's a thrown on the pile. It's just like, like every year, it's like I am Meryl. Did the Iron Lady yeah, make more money because of the, her win? I don't even think it did. No. Nah. I think mm. her name can't be any more elevated at this point. So can she recluse herself? Should she? I think maybe that can be a question for yeah. Twitter. I don't know. If anyone knows Meryl, uh, if you could just ask her. Yeah, actually ask Nez what, what, she's, uh, what she's up to. <laughs> What's she doing tonight? Is she free later? Um, all right, so let's go through. the. We'll do actors because I think we've all made it pretty clear. Actually, no, we'll do best, best picture. We won't do what we'll win. Let's do what we want to win. And it can be, you know, not – can be any of the nominees that you want. The big sick. The big sick, not nominated. <laughs> Second, That's what I want to it's win. a long shot game, but I'm yep, keeping my fingers crossed. Does, do you have the uh, do the odds for? No, the big, big sick is not up there oh, for some oh, crazy oh, okay, reason. Okay. I do love that Phantom Thread is the least likely to win. Yeah, I'm definitely not putting money on that one. Um, I'd give you a crazy laugh if you said Phantom Thread. <laughs> you, oh, you, you gave me a fucking you crazy. You think my laugh. get out laugh was crazy? Oh boy. <laughs> What would you uh, like to win? I, I'm going both. I'm going. I'm my who I think will win and who I want to win is both get out. I'd love to see it win. I'm going to go with yeah, fuck big sick. Yeah. 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 Big so sick. I'm with Gabe. Yep. This is uh, until you said it, it wasn't what I was going to say, but I think that's great. All right, let's go to best lead actor, and I will read you the list in case you've forgotten anyone who is nominated. Hmm. 
Okay, we have Gary Oldman for The Darkest Hour. Oh, fuck. Daniel Kaluuya? For Get Out. For Get Out. Is that mm-hmm. how you say his name? Probably I think so, not. yeah. And Timothy Chamalet? Fuck, mm-hmm. these names. <laughs> Killing me. For Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Third. And my man, Denzel Washington for Roman well, Israel-esque. And I think that's been a preview. I'm going to go with Daniel Kaluuya because that's the only one of those films I've seen. Yeah. Um, but also because he gave an amazing performance. Yeah. Like, I, I think he should win. Part of me is terrified that Gary Oldman will uh, get it. Yeah, oh, da- Gary Oldman's literally like, a dollar, dollar or seven. He's the big strongest lock we've got. And like, I like Gary sucks. Oldman, but again, this this he's so overrated. I haven't even seen it, and it's a forgettable film. I'm like, come fucking on, grouchy old man doing grouchy old man. I'm sick yeah. of his shit. You guys all know who I want to win. Yep, no, that's yeah, fairly simple. Pretty clear that Denzel, Denzel. Gary Oldman. <laughs> has earned it. <laughs> all right, the next category we're going to go for is best actress. Yeah. Best lead actress. Yeah. Frances McDormand. Shall I give you the list? Frances or? McDormand. <laughs> Let's move on. Well, I'll give you the list. Uh, I, I've got the list in front of me. Oh, fuck my list. Uh, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, Frances McDormand will win. I also would ha- happily have her win. Or I never know how to say her name. Sir Rose Ronan. Saoirse. Saoirse Ronan. I would like to see her win equally as much. If they could co-win, I would be very happy with that. That would be great. I'd be really happy with Margot Robbie too. Yeah. Like Frances yes. McDormand. Yeah. Like, so I mean, come on. Do you see that performance? Yeah, she's, yeah come on. she should. The list is Frances McDonald, Three Billboards, Saoirse Ronan, Lady Bird, Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water, Margot Robbie, I, Tonya, and Meryl Streep, The Post. Well, obviously Meryl. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, Frances McDormand for me, that, that performance was 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 unbelievable. Yeah. It was it was really incredible. And I know she doesn't need any more accolades and probably doesn't even want them. But I think she fuck. said that. She said, she was like, give it to someone else. Yeah. Uh, look, I think Margot Robbie would be great because I know that she produced I, Tonya yeah. and I think like the rewarding her for, for the guts that it took for her. For sure. To, you know, she's as so well young as, as well. As well, as well as I feel she's got film. a bit of the, you're hot and so that takes front and centre rather than your actual acting ability. She's so talented. She's a she's really, so talented. really strong actress and she's been consistently strong. Mm. You know, say what you will about Suicide Squad. She's quite good in it yeah, I thought I feel she was like the best she's part not. she's not yeah. well, Nobody's but I feel like this is the movie that, that obviously should and will showcase that especially because she's not as beautiful as she regularly is Yeah, kind of like how oh, with like Charlize, Charlize Theron, Theron yeah. with Monster yeah exactly right yeah, I know, but at the same time, I don't like the concept of like, oh, so brave because you're being ugly. No, like, no, I mean, I fully agree. I think it's just that her good looks get in the way of people actually going, oh, actually, no, she's a good actor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel terribly sorry for like <laughs> for crazy, beautiful, people. beautiful women. I'm yeah, not like, I see oh, Giselle had such a hard life. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, do, I do know what you're saying yeah. and I think there is merit to it, but I just don't... I'm, don't feel that sorry for Margot Robbie, <laughs> but I think she's exceptionally talented, yeah. and and I think she's I think she is a great. I haven't seen the film yet, but it, it, the fact that it's it's telling such a complicated story, mm. and it is you know even if it's not a perfect film, it is doing well, and I yeah. think even just that alone I think is really exciting. Mm-hmm. And now let's get into supporting best actor and supporting role. We've got Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards, William Defoe, The Florida Project, Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World, and Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards. Tough one. Uh, Richard Jenkins was really good in The Shape of Water. Okay. But that said, Sam Rockwell was really good in Three Billboards. Sure. Mm. And I know, I think Woody Harrelson was probably the best I've ever seen him in Three Billboards too. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you've picked nearly everyone. No, that's <laughs> half for your ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really take any of them. Well, love from Gabe for this category. <laughs> yeah. I, I think probably Sam Rockwell would get it. I think William Defoe's an interesting one because I've heard, I haven't seen The Florida Project, but I've heard nothing good things about mainly his performance. 
Nothing but good things. Nothing but good things. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to what I will watch it at some point, just because I like William Defoe. I think yeah. he's he's someone you just can't not watch because he's so fucking. He is very watchable yeah, man. Yeah. Like I know what you mean. Actually, I would probably go William Defoe at this point as well. Sam Rockwell I thought was phenomenal, but same same reason for as. Um, best picture you mm. know is i think it will detract from yes, the yeah. performance yeah i probably i haven't seen the photo project either but I, i'd just love to see william defoe's oscar speech yeah. i think that would be entertaining yeah. Yeah. and the last category is best supporting actress best supporting actress yeah correct yeah so we've got alison janney i Tonya, laurie metcalf ladybird mary j blige mudbound which is a very exciting nomination yeah um also for just netflix as well octavia spencer the shape of water and leslie manville mm. Um, I didn't think Octavia Spencer was that great in Shape of Water. She was yeah. good, but like, I didn't think it was an incredible performance. And she got one. Uh, last yeah, year, I've seen her she? better. Yeah, she um, won last year. Didn't she get Best Supporting last year? No, she didn't. For the space one. For what? Wait, am I thinking of someone else? For what movie? Oh, uh, never mind. She uh, won for the help. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm way off. <laughs> Who are you thinking? Uh, I don't know. Obviously, that's that's my problem. <laughs> she won for the help. Um, okay. Which was, you know, yeah, no, I'm well thinking of someone else. Oh, you're thinking of um, Viola Davis. No, I'm not. I'm thinking you of someone else. You racist fuck. <laughs> okay. We'll get to the bottom of this later. Um, oh, look, I guess Alison Janney. But again, like, I, I just think her performance is so overshadowed by Margot Robbie. Like, the narrative yeah. seems to be that, oh, she blows. She's, like, the best thing about the film. It's just not true. Like, Margot Robbie's the best thing about the film. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's good. It's a good performance. But it's not... I don't look at that and think that's Alison Janney really stretching herself or really doing something I haven't seen her do before. It's, like, it's the character she always plays but meaner. Hmm. Sure. Like, that's it. Damien? I think she'll probably get it. I, I mostly agree with what Gabe just said, as well as the fact that I haven't seen a number of these films yet. So. Yeah. I actually haven't seen any of these films, okay. so it's <laughs> hilarious that I'm picking... I haven't seen Antonio. I'm really excited for her performance, but now with a hint of trepidation. I'd like Alison Janney most because I want to see her in more things. I think she's so good. Yeah, that yeah, would be I, the payoff. I, and I, I, really I, like I want to. If this can get her into my in front of my screws, in front of my screens, in, on my screen more often, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd love it. I'd also I love agree. Octavia Spencer because again, I haven't seen The Shape of Water, but I think she's such a great actress. And mm. and I still, I you know, obviously she's working a lot, but I still feel like we're not even seeing the best of her. You right. know, we're, we're seeing her in these kind of period films. At, or at least certainly this is all I've seen of her but I'd love to see you know I think she's got a range I'd mm. like to see her do a, some different characters as well and I think she can do it and I don't think this is her necessarily not picking the right roles I think that we she just needs to be considered more, for more, more things more bankable I guess to the and production she, company I, she's just yeah. I mean I guess she's like William Defoe she's just a deeply watchable mm. person I think she's so talented so I'd, I'd be very happy with Octavia Spencer but I also Alison Janney I'm, she's likely to win and I hope she wins because I want her in more things have you guys seen her in that movie it's actually got Sam Rockwell in it and it's uh, Steve Carell what is it called it's about the boy who spends the summer at a um, oh, um, at a like a, he's he gets a job working at a I know what like you're a theme park not a theme exactly park like a, like a water yes. park the way back the way back yeah the one that's written by the dean from Community yes yes, yes. Yeah. she's great in that film mm. and she doesn't play her usual role she's still kind of brassy and yeah, out there yeah, but yeah. she's not the nasty right. she's a little bit rough around the edges but she's not this kind of like insidious mom she yeah. plays kind of a little bit more. She's phenomenal in that. Yeah, Alice yeah. Jenny, I mean. So, yeah, she, yeah. you know, we know she can we, play yeah, more oh. than one role. Well, even in Juno, she was awesome. Oh, and also she's, she's great really Juno. great in... Oh, Juno. She's so, so good, good in Juno. Yeah, yeah. She's really great in Masters of Sex as well. I haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen she's that. She's excellent yeah. in that. So, yeah, let's let's give her some more credit. Yeah. All right. I think that's everything. Is there anything we haven't kind of addressed? No. Oh. Oscars suck. The Razzies. Yeah, <laughs> 
The Razzies? Who, the Razzies haven't been relevant for like oh, yeah. 30 no, they years. They seem really mean-spirited and I think what they could be is like they could almost be like a Weinstein Awards where we address not just like, yeah. oh, you were a bit shit, where like, no, you were, you know, you handle that materially, material terribly. I think yeah. maybe we could, that's what they could become. Yeah, I still think just, it's a bit they're mean. Not. But they're a piss take and they're not, mm. they're not relevant. They always just have weird nominations where it's like, what, why? What? Nominating Jennifer Lawrence for Mother seemed very mean-spirited and very like, oh, yeah. you think you're... Nobody's like, you th- criticised her performance for yeah, that. She's no, yeah, she's great in Mother, yeah. you know? And, yeah, so... I don't. I just. Yeah. I, I care about the Let's Razzies even less. Than I care about the. I generally think they put like, JLo in their category purely so we would talk. In fact, about I'll tell you what. The only difference between the Oscar nominations and the Razzie nominations is that I will read the Oscar nominations. I won't even bother reading the Razzie <laughs> no. nominations because who gives a fuck about the yeah. Razzies? They're pretty mean spirited and, yeah. and not really there to. I think to actually comment on art, but rather to mock anyone who's yeah. who's had any kind of success. It right. feels like very like very yeah, mean spirited. Hmm. And I'm sorry for bringing it up because I don't want to give him any oxygen. <laughs> cool. On that note, I've been Cap. I've been Gabe. I've been Damien. And if you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can find us on Twitter at MMZFans. Fucking Hellcat. Fucking Hellcat. <laughs> um, otherwise, email at moviemaintenance at sansmansradio.com. Um, otherwise, individually, I'm at Goldbergmoser. I'm Amy David Javis. I'm at Kath at 5 or Kath Atkins 5. Oh, fuck. Did off. I get it right the first End time? End of episode. No, no, no. Before no. you go. listening if you want to help support the show why not become a member at sanspantsplus.com and get early access to our shows a bunch of exclusive content and much much more that's sanspantsplus.com